This is the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. We have your back with everything from games, lessons, and coaching. YouthworkerCollective.com Welcome to the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. I'm Jeremy Steele, and we are off of our summer individual interviews and on to uh, our group call and have a bunch of fantastic youth workers here to talk about an important question. How do you partner with children's ministry effectively? Where are the like landmines? Like, how do we do that? So uh, just as we start off, I just want to go around, tell us who you are and where you are serving. We'll start with you, Caroline. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the next generation pastor at Destin United Methodist Church in sunny Destin, Florida. Audra? I'm Audra Welch-Malvez. I am the Director of Adult Ministries at Plymouth Park United Methodist Church in uh, Irving, Texas. Sam? My name is Sam Halverson. I'm on conference staff here in the North Georgia Conference, and I am a coordinator and resource person for youth ministries for the congregations here. Paula? I'm Paula Lopez, and I serve as Director of Next Gen Ministries for the Virginia Conference. Chris Lynch? (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting on that. This is uh, Chris Lynch. I work at the South Carolina Conference and serve as the Director of Young People's Ministries for the South Carolina Angle Conference. And Chris, too. Yeah, this is the other Chris, <laughs> Wilter Dink, and I'm coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, in the Young People's Ministries Office at Discipleship Ministries. Scott Meyer. Uh, I'm Scott Meyer. I'm the Director of Student Ministries at McFarland United Methodist Church in Norman, Oklahoma. And Lee. I'm Lee Barnes. I'm on the uh, conference staff at the North Carolina Conference of the United Methodist Church, and I coordinate our district youth coordinators. All right. So where do we start? Like, you know, children's ministry, it's clearly an important ministry. And yet sometimes there's this weird silo that happens between whatever that grade is, between fifth and the sixth grade, fourth and the fifth grade, whatever it is. How do you partner with children's ministry in your context? Where do you where do you start? What's step one? Liking your children's director and getting along with them. Okay, Um, that's good. So like developing a relationship, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we laugh at that, but I think that's that's a huge one because there's got to be some trust there between the different areas, and if that trust isn't there, then a lot of those children's directors aren't going to even feel good about sending their beautiful and wonderful, perfect young children to cranky and ornery and dysfunctional teenage ministry. So, <laughs> Scott, why does that happen? Do you think? What is the thing that gets in between the the relationship there? I, I think it could be a number of things. I mean, anything from when there's not trust and then when there's not a common and clear direction and vision and purpose that you don't get into, like you said, silos where we're almost competing with one another for volunteers or competing with my ministry to be the, the poster child of the church. Mm-hmm. And it, you lose sight of a, of a team of teamwork, which as Sam said, you know, begins with how do we trust one another? I think for me, a part of that is making sure there is a clear and common vision that goes throughout the church, not just each individual ministry having its own separate goal to accomplish there's a common goal as well. Yeah. How do you start that conversation right, with a children's minister? How do you say to them in a way that you're not trying to say, I don't think you're doing a good job? How do you start that conversation? 
for me, I, and, and it might be just my personal personality, but I tend to kind of fill up a room when I walk in. And the children's ministers that I've worked with through the years don't have that same personality. And right. so one of the things that I found in those conversations is I make sure that I never go tell them anything. I just go and listen and try to establish a relationship with them. Because my experience has been children's ministers, and again, it may just be me, but sometimes children's ministers have been suspicious. You know, why do you want to meet? What's going on? And I think we have a great position to be understanding and to be the ones who forge that collaboration with them and just listen. The other thing, too, is like how many children's ministers are just listened to by the congregation? I listen to some of their stories, and they've got Mm -hmm. parents breathing down their necks. They've got behavioral issues. They've got the church that says that maybe you're not really a legitimate ministry. You're not, you know, like other things. I just think they struggle with that. And so for us to be able to be in a position to encourage them and to forge that relationship can have a lasting benefit for everybody. Mm-hmm. I worked with a lead pastor who got tired of that kind of competition, and he said, fine, you two are now family ministry. You have one budget. You have to recruit volunteers across your spectrum. We'll go work it out. <laughs> Page match. And that sounds really extreme, but that, that's what I was actually thinking was, as a youth worker, is how can I partner with that children's worker, whether that means I'm going to go to their kids' camp and be a chaperone or volunteer for them you know, as the youth worker or show up at some of their events to support it and, and whatever it is. I think there's a lot of, of, of wisdom in that. I think it's, like I said, it's a little bit extreme, but I think the premise behind that is that you, you show that you're not about just your ministry and protecting your piece of the but you are actually there for the greater good and the greater calls. Mm-hmm. And and Chris, to, to piggyback on that a little bit, I think there's a real cool opportunity to do some volunteer training together, you know, where you're consolidating some of the resources and maybe you're exposing volunteers who normally only do children's stuff, giving them an early look into what youth ministry volunteering looks like. And that might ease up some of your own youth ministry volunteer recruiting for the future. Uh, But you also get to pull some resources and really come with kind of that consistent vision of what it means to be a volunteer or a servant in your church. And that whole thing, you know, being able to do that volunteer training together might actually help them become more clear and you as staff people become more clear about what a church's vision or discipleship pathway kind of a thing is. I think another common area for children's folks folks, is that often they get kind of goals or visions and missions from their senior pastor um, or from a church leadership team. And um, they get to figure out what that looks like in their context. So maybe a great question to ask, kind of like Scott is saying on the relational side is, okay, so we've got this this vision for the church. How are you doing that in children's ministry? And how might the stuff that I'm doing in youth ministry complement that or follow that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I, I was going to say, I know I sat down with our children's ministers a few weeks ago, and I just said, how can I help you? Um, we're starting a new school year, and, and they were looking at doing some rebranding and restructuring in their ministry. And it was neat because we made it so that our mission statements for the youth and the children were the same. We just had power up, power in, power out, and reach up, reach out, reach in, and tried to like mirror even in our mission statements the same thing. But then also, I, I don't know if y'all's schools are like this, but our schools, our middle school starts at fifth grade. And so wow. fifth grade is still in the children's ministry. 
And so we actually do quite a few, we do three, two things a week where we overlap and then one thing a month where we overlap as far as ministries go, just because of the fifth graders alone. So we mm-hmm. have to be on the same page working together. But at first it was like, oh, we have to do another thing, you know, just put another thing on the calendar to like make this bridge. But it actually has been a very fruitful thing, not just for the kids, but even for us as a staff, just us working together, trying to make this transition smooth that we don't lose the fifth graders in the baton toss to sixth grade. So that's been awesome. I like that a lot. The two words that keep popping up in my mind, uh, one is continuity, the other one is transition. And I think we're really, generally speaking, we're really bad at both. You know, continuity, what goes on in youth ministry as far as sequencing can't be so dramatically different from children's ministry that you lose folks in the mix. You know, looking at it from a big picture perspective as, you know, approaching a a children's minister and having a conversation around what is the goal of any children's ministry and what's the goal of any youth ministry you know the the end game of children's ministry isn't happy kids mm-hmm. but kids who become something right that develop right. into something and the, the next natural step of that is the teenage years you know just as the goal of youth ministry isn't awesome teenagers but mature adults that happen to go mm-hmm. in a healthy way through this particular moment in their lives. And so uh, once children's ministers and youth ministers are on the same page that uh, their ministries are not the end goal, but there's something else that everybody has to look at, then you you become concerned about losing folks in the shuffle, the fourth, fifth, sixth grade kind of struggle that you have in, in transition. I can't tell you how many times we just you know, lost perfectly healthy kids from great families that have been involved in the life of the church. We just lost them in the transition from yeah. fifth to sixth grade because we weren't doing something together. So I think you know, any uh, smart children's minister, any smart youth minister will realize that both of those ministries need to find common ground and in, in order to see what the actual end goal is, which is neither of those ministries. Right. Well, I was just going to say one program common ground that I found in so many churches is Vacation Bible School because mm-hmm. the children's mm-hmm. is always looking for more people to help with that. The youth, they're always a group of youth that love to help with it. I try to encourage children's departments or youth ministers to, to tag a few youth who have done that a lot in the past who will serve on the actual planning committee for VBS. That's cool. Yes, starts, but have them go ahead and start going to those meetings. They've been in on enough of them. They can be a part of that planning. Yeah, that's good. So just so let's turn to the super practical. That's that's a perfect opportunity to segue into this. What have you seen or been a part of that actually works to build a partnership? Some practical things that you've seen. So my children's minister and I will sit down and we'll just have a conversation that starts with what would it look like if, and then we go into, so right now what we're planning to do this fall is what would it look like if we were intentional with bridging the gap between our actual students? Our upcoming sixth graders are going to hand out story Bibles to our pre-K kids during church when we do blessing in the backpacks and give the third graders a new Bibles and all that. And so it's just like, what would it look like if, and then take whatever is kind of stirring in the back of one of our brains and just dream that out and then take it down into the actual practicalities. 
that's what helps us get to that practical thing. Yeah, yeah. Marking transitions, I've seen that done uh, well. I didn't have language for that, and I've been impacted by the Chip and Dan Heath book, Power of Moments, realizing the transition potential for like an elevation moment in between the children's ministry and youth ministry. And if the youth minister and the children's minister can partner in designing moments in transition for children that are coming up into youth groups. I've seen that done either with co-sponsored events uh, just for fifth and sixth graders where the both the youth minister and the children's minister are involved to begin building relationships. You know, some sort of ceremony that's not just a Sunday school kind of graduation thing, but but something where the church recognizes the, the transition period between uh, children and youth. Some churches do this well with confirmation where they use confirmation as a really great bridging the gap program or event in between, you know, children's ministry and youth ministries. But developing those events, I think, is crucial. Yeah. I think one of the other ways of doing that, too, is to recognize the child moving to youth, but also recognize the children's parent moving to youth ministry as parent and mm-hmm. have a rite of passage there to help to help these children's parents realize this is not this crazy dangerous place it's just a part of the discipleship path of the church right uh, practically speaking i also think about uh service opportunities that young people are looking for there's always something to be done in the children's area of the church even if it's taking bleach wipes and wiping down all the toys and stuff in the little kids rooms and that kind of thing that's good yeah, yeah we usually have a weekend where we have a lock-in and it's for like upcoming upcoming sixth graders our ministry goes six to twelve so upcoming sixth graders to outgoing eighth graders so our outgoing, outgoing eighth graders that have participated in the traditions for several years are able to have a usually do about an hour where they teach their favorite ones to the coming sixth graders and then we do you know we go to the animal shelter we go to the food bank and and do some volunteer stuff then we come and have a lock-in overnight where they just get to you know get to do their very first lock-in and that's been really really beneficial because that's right before usually several weeks before our our fall programming starts so they at least have connections to some of the older students by that point and you know the older students are looking out for the ones that are coming up yeah before I actually got to the church where I'm at right now, after a vacation Bible school one year, some youth volunteers talked to the children's minister and the youth minister. The idea was we actually we have two different Sunday school kind of hours here, and the youth primarily all go to the specific, uh, like the 9.15 hour. And at that point, they said, our youth love helping with vacation Bible school. What if we did it every week? And so the idea was that they would get youth helpers for each of the Sunday school classes for children. And it was like super exciting to the children's ministry, but it ended up also really doing some incredible things for the teenagers because uh, as it went along, some of those adult teachers would just let the teenagers teach. They would give them the book and and they would kind of take as a, a sort of assistant role to the teenagers that had been, you know, doing that for months and months as an assistant and it was uh, it was a really interesting kind of partnership between the two ministries yeah I've done that in a church before too and my drama geeky teenagers ended up running an entire like Sunday morning skit for the the kids every week it was really cool thank you guys for spending some time talking about this with us it's it's so crazy sometimes you walk into a church and there are these minefields and this is one of the ones that because of 
past unhealthy people and maybe our own mistakes, we, we end up making this really critical moment, this really critical relationship tentative or damaged and can seem hard to know what to do. And so that's really why we do the Youth Worker Collective. When you get online to work, we don't want you to feel like you have to do it alone in youth ministry. We want to have your back with games, ideas, lessons, and coaching. All that is available on the youthworkercollective.com. And there's more podcasts like this one available on youthworkercollective.com slash podcast. <laughs>